brought to you by the WZIP sports team. This is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. Someone brings a video up and was like, hey, look at this. And we all kind of watch it. And to be honest with you, we all just kind of like chuckled and, and just <laughs> thought nothing of it. Exclusive original content. They do need Austin. Every Theory. brand needs Austin. That's no. why SmackDown won. That's why SmackDown won. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. they got Austin Theory. And of course, the hottest takes. Kings Celtics. Okay. If we see Kings Sixers, I'll sell my dog. <laughs> Man, you heard it here first. Mitch Bates is going to sell his dog. So get ready because it's time for SPT Overtime. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of SBT Overtime. I am your host, Dev Lucas. Joining me today is Owen Wiley, one of three kickers for your Akron Zips. Owen, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am great. So, Owen, let me start off by asking about your high school athletics days. Was football your main sport, or did you do other sports? It was um, up until junior year of high school. I was a soccer player, mm-hmm. and then I uh, eventually switched to football. Um, my junior year, I started playing. I kind of really fell in love with it. Um, and it kind of just took off from there. Um, I continued playing soccer all four years, though. Mm-hmm. But I'd say my main sport was soccer until junior year of high school. Then it really flipped to trying to get recruited from football. And then here I am now. Yeah. Did you have any offers for soccer at all? Or I, that was football was the main thing? The plan was try to get a soccer offer. But mm-hmm. once football started, I kind of just flipped my focus just to football. Mm-hmm. What position were you in soccer? I was a – I kind of played a little bit of everything. Usually a like uh, center defensive mid, usually, um, but I was kind of like a guy you could put it anywhere and I'd figure it out. Awesome. Um, so coming to Akron in a room with three different kickers, including yourself, might not be the most ideal situation, but I want to ask, are you constantly under pressure when it comes to, let's say, a bad practice or a bad game that you might not see the field, or is, was, more, was Joe Moore headed in the special teams coordinator kind of splitting you guys out evenly? Uh, it was kind of pretty they, – they gave us all a fair chance every mm-hmm. week, really. Like, there was no favorites were picked or nothing like that. But you did feel a little pressure if you had a bad practice, knowing we have three guys who are so close to each other in talent yeah. that anybody could really be the guy any given week. Um, so it was like – it kind of helped a lot for all of us. I think we were all a lot more locked in during practice because obviously we all wanted to play, yeah. all, that, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was – it really made us focus a lot more. Uh, so speaking of the, of the two other kickers on the team, what is your relationship like with Noah and Dante? It is, we say it all the time, we think we have one of the closest special teams rooms in the country mm-hmm. because we're all so, except Dante, we're all so young, but yeah. we still get along with Dante, but we, we're all hanging out doing stuff outside of football. We're, we've all created a super close bond with each other. So obviously it's we're competing with each other, but at the same time we're having fun and we're building relationships with each other. So, I mean, there's no bad blood between the three of us. I love both those guys. Yeah. That's awesome that you guys hang out and there's no, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There's no, like, bad blood because you guys I, are yeah, yeah. competing against each other exactly. every given day, it seems like. Yeah, I think it's pretty rare to see that, uh, mm-hmm. especially in college football, especially in rooms where like, you never know what can happen. And it, it's, just, it's really nice to be so close with all those guys. It's helped me adapt to the environment of being in college for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the high school environment like when you're going to kick a – field goal there and kick off was the crowds about the same uh, as Akron or it was I mean obviously a little less mm-hmm. um but I mean up at uh I went to Avon Lake High School up in mm-hmm. Cleveland and 
it's a pretty serious football town. Uh, people take it very serious. And we, I mean, we would fill up that stadium about every week. And being on a good team like Avon Lake, it was really helped adapt because we're in a lot of close games. A lot of games come down to field goals. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, was, it was a nice little environment to get me ready to be in college. But I mean, we had a great turnout every week. And it, was, it really helped me, like I said, adapt to the college environment. So tell me about the pressure of kicking in an environment like that where stadiums filled up. Because InfoCision Stadium, we get about – what like one fifth of that stadium filled up mm-hmm. so at your high school it was a lot different obviously yeah so what's what's the pressure like when you're going to kick a game-winning kick or a kick that ultimately ends up being the game winner um you talk about college or high school high school high school um I mean it's kind of it's almost like the same feeling I've gotten um, obviously the Buffalo game didn't turn out how we wanted it to at the very end there but that environment was it might not have been the most people I've ever played in front of, but it was a crazy atmosphere. You could just feel it. Because my, my first game ever starting, you could feel it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was the stadium wasn't that packed that game, but you could really feel the environment take a toll on the game. And the fans really helped out, too. Yeah. The, the more energy they bring, the more energy we all bring. And it's just a, it's a nice little confidence boost, too, playing in front of your home fans, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that first game on the road, was it was definitely different hearing the crowd boo at you rather than cheer for you yeah. when you're kicking so uh so your career long here at akron is 38 yards mm-hmm. in a very small sample size you were only four for six this season so mm-hmm. you only had six attempts um what do you think your your ceiling is in terms of range in terms of range um the deepest kick i've had in high school in a game was 50 50 um so i mean i i tell coaches every day like i'm good we tell them a number that about we're good from every day depending which way the wind is going uh coach has seen us hit all three of us hit 55 yard plus field goals in practice so they they know we all have the ability to kick deeper field goals so tell me a little bit about the difference between warm-ups and actually kicking in a game so i noticed a lot maybe not necessarily you but i noticed a lot of times you guys would come out in pre-game and halftime warm-ups and you Mm -hmm. guys you guys would drill like 50 yard field goals But when it came to the game, a lot of times those those kicks were either blocked or maybe they were a little short. What's the difference there? There's there really is a big difference. Whereas practicing and warming up, there's no pressure coming at you. Mm-hmm. You're not really too focused on getting your op time low. You're just kind of focused on making good contact in the moment. And then once we finally start warming up before games with the whole team, you can kind of feel the pressure a little bit. And then um, in the game, it's you have 11 guys coming at you full speed that you see in your peripheral vision. Um, and it's, it's not the most, it's pretty intimidating seeing all those guys run at you. And you know you have, your op time has to be quick. And those deeper field goals, your op time tends to get a little slower because you want to make sure you hit good contact. You want to put the ball through the uprights. And that tends to slow the op time down. So there's a ton of factors that really go into it. Whereas practice, there's no rush. You can take your time a little more. But there's a lot more pressure kicking a football in a game that I think people realize. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and obviously, it's is your steps any different? Like no. Do, do you have to be a little closer to the ball? No, steps are all the same. No matter the one thing in kicking you want to keep consistent is your steps, mm-hmm. and your your steps will never change ever. All right, that's awesome. Um, so I want to ask you a few questions about Akron Zips football as okay. a whole. Gotcha. Um, what was the locker room like after the? comeback win against Morgan State which it was, was the home uh, opener yeah it was that was a very 
very fun game to be a part of. Um, first home game for me. Um, it was obviously things were going our way until we had a good first half. Second half kind of fell apart a little bit, and then we finished the game strong, and that's ultimately why we won. Um, but it, there was a lot of locker room was very because we knew the week before coming off that Temple loss, we knew that this is the game we have to win. We know we're going to win this game, and I wouldn't say we weren't surprised we won that game. We we knew that that was a game that we should win, yeah. and it obviously a, we we it, won that game. But it, it, it was it was the locker room was it was a real real big confidence boost early in the season that game. Yeah, it was a miracle finish at the end. You guys mm-hmm. had that that fumble that went yeah. to the house, and there was like a twenty second difference between game clock and yeah. play clock. So mm-hmm. it would have been would have been an uphill battle. Didn't mean you guys couldn't have done it, yeah. but it definitely would have been a huge uphill uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what is the difference between the win against Morgan State and the win against Kent? What was what was the locker room like? Well, I think the difference, obviously, the Kent game the rivalry that has been built there. Um, and it was kind of the same style of game. We we were down in the fourth. We put up three touchdowns in eight minutes, I think it was. Um, no one really, like, we kind of, we were all, like, kind of sh- not shocked, but, I mean, we knew we could do it. But winning that game just means something else. That Beating any other team in our schedule, beating Kent just it means we have beat Kent all over the locker room, all over the field house over there. And to get the wagon wheel finally back at Akron, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I was very happy to be a part of. A lot of people forget about kickers on the field. They're the forgotten-about position. Mm-hmm. But now tell me about how important it is for you to drill every extra point, every every field goal mm-hmm. in that game. If, if you don't drill every extra point in that game, if mm-hmm. you miss, I think you had two attempts throughout that game. I mean, Kent, Kent wins the game if you go based on that. Yeah. And we always talk about it. Um, our field goal pressure, after their first touchdown, we force them to miss a PAT. Mm-hmm. And you ultimately can look at that um, from their perspective as if they would have made that PAT after we score that touch, Jeff scores that touchdown with 30 seconds left, they still have 30 seconds to drive down the field and ultimately kick a field goal because they'd only be down by three rather than four at that point. So it just shows that missing a little miss at the very beginning of a game can just cause – and, I mean, you see it in the NFL all the time too. It's – all those games are very uh, are one score games all the time, and it's just one yeah. botched PAT, one bad snap, one bad hold, one bad kick can just ruin the outcome of a game. We've seen it countless times in at all levels of football. Yeah. Uh, do you have any NFL players that you've kind of looked up to and maybe based your game around? Uh, Justin Tucker, probably. Justin Tucker, I feel like every, every kicker would give you that answer, but I'll be mean, seeing him, all his success he's had. He's been a real, I won't say role model, but just watching him week in and week out just – Break records every year. It, it, it's something cool to yeah. He cool currently to see. holds the NFL record. He's yeah, got sixty six. Sixty six mm-hmm. yards in yeah. Detroit. Yeah, that was unreal last year. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, mm-hmm. wow. It's just he has the ability to. I don't know if kickers notice this, but I don't know if the average person notices that on his longer field goals, he'll take like an extra half step back and he'll kind of skip into his steps. And I just think that's really unique. He's able to adapt mid game like that and just. It's unreal to me watching him kick uh, footballs. Yeah, they say that you have to drive the ball on a lower trajectory from 50-plus. Am mm-hmm. I right in saying that? Yeah. I so, mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a higher chance of it getting blocked. Yes. Now tell me, because you didn't really have any opportunities this year to kick 50-plus yards. Mm-hmm. What is your execution like so you can avoid a block in that situation? It's really it's just op time. You want to be 
our special teams quarter coach, coordinator, Coach Tucker, preaches getting under a 1-3 op time. And we've – it's kind of like a main – when we're warming up, we don't really care about makes and misses. Rather, it's just trying to get under a 1-3 op time. Because if you're under a 1-3, pretty much statistically nobody can block it. Nobody can get there quick enough off the edge. Um, so it's just – you just got to think op time, op time, op time. And seeing those guys come off the wing quick really helps me speed up and know that I have to be quick. But it, it's really just op time when it comes to those deeper kicks. I see. That is uh, – so, yeah. I'm hoping that you'll have some of those next season. Yeah, I. hopefully. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, in a room with three different kickers, do, mm-hmm. you, do you think you can be the number one guy next season, or do you think it's yeah. going to be a kind of like how it was last year? We saw about equal playing time in all three of you. Yeah. I think Perez had about eight attempts. I think Dante Jackson had about six, and you also had about six mm-hmm. field goal attempts. Um, and I think it seemed like Perez was mainly the kickoff guy. I feel like a lot of times we saw him on kickoff. Uh, it was Dante. Don, was Dante was the one on kickoff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. My, 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 Dante, my did, he did kickoffs all year. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, But everyone else was kind of split out. On, mm-hmm. So do you think you you could be the number one guy in a room with three different kickers? I think all three of us have the ability to start anywhere in any college. I, I believe we have a really good room of really good kickers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think – I can sit here and tell you, yes, I think I can be the starter next year, but if you were to interview with the other two guys, I think they would tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just a – it just sucks because we're all so close with each other. Like, you hate having that competition, that friendly competition, but I yeah. think I think I have the ability to. I think Noah also does. I think Dante also does. So, I think it's just going to be another off season, kind of figure things out. Maybe this off season, spring ball comes around, just kind of perfect our craft, and we'll just see where it goes from there. Tell me about your average workout r- routine when you are, let's say, pregame or even just practice. Yeah. So um, I usually get out there, try to get out there as early as I can, and I'm just take, I'm taking my time stretching usually. And then I'll usually do what we call no-step field goals, which is you just basically line up right next to a, the ball and just swing your leg, just work on contact. I'll probably hit like five or six of those to start. And then uh, we work back to um, – they're called one-step field goals where you're like – about a foot or two feet away from the ball and then you're taking one step and then hitting the ball it's kind of like a progression into your final full field goal steps and I'll do that I'll warm up on sticks for about 15 minutes with that and then we'll um the snappers and holders will all come together and hit some live op warm-ups and then from there pre-game then we go to the sideline and wait for the team to finish warming up and then we'll have a PAT unit uh, the entire unit on the field will hit a PAT and then then the game starts right after that so I, I try to get out there as early as I can because I like my to keep my leg as warm as possible for the entire game especially playing up here in the midwest of how yeah. cold it gets for the second half of the season it's freezing out oh there yeah it's, yeah it's not fun it's not fun kicking in it I'll tell you that yeah I can imagine I mean that ball probably feels like you're, like you're kicking a rock oh yeah yeah they uh we have heaters on the sideline that we just it's kind of funny the entire special teams room will just huddle around a heater because <laughs> we're not really doing much but we still have to stay warm you know yeah like, we gotta keep our hands where our snappers got to keep our hands warm kickers got to keep their feet warm so yeah th- th- those cold games though th- those make or break they're a big mentality thing for kickers kicking in the cold it's it's tough yeah yeah so in the nfl which is obviously miles ahead of college we saw just a few weeks ago a, a holder go 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 down and then i think that 
Titans kicker had to utilize Ryan Tannehill. Yep. yep. As and it didn't go well for for, for Nick Folk as at all. He I think yeah. he went like one for two and he was way off on an mm-hmm. extra point. So tell me about your relationship with with your holder and how important it is for the hold to be where you want and if it's slightly off Mm -hmm. how does that affect the kick yeah i think it starts with we we all have a great our holder is joey castle Mm -hmm. um we all have a great relationship with him we're all super close with him which i think helps just build a trust and he's been phenomenal he's never held the ball until he got to akron and he's been phenomenal all year um it's really he knows how we each like the ball to be tilted he's kind of memorized it himself and I think it's a position that gets overlooked a lot, whereas he has half a second to catch the ball, put the ball down, and spin the laces if needed. Yeah. Whereas it's just putting – we feel confident putting our ultimate trust in Joey to get the right hold and to help us make our kicks. Because people always think, like, oh, it's just the kicker making the kicks. No, it's a whole snapper holder. It's a whole operation. It's got to be perfect. Now, in the event of a not-so-perfect snap and mm-hmm. not-so-perfect hold – does that psychologically get in your mind a little bit? Like, if it's not where it's supposed to mm-hmm. be, and then maybe you miss a wide left, let's just yeah. say. Usually, I don't tend to notice it as much because I'm kind of just laser-focused on my spot and getting to where I need to be. But, I mean, if there is, like, a high snap or a if Joey misses a spot on the ground, which he rarely does, but um, you'll notice it right away, and you'll kind of have to adjust mid, uh, mid-operation, which is tough. But... It's doable, but it, it's you. You notice when something is off. You, you'll know. You'll know. So, let me ask you, kind of transitioning back now to Zips football as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, in all the close losses you guys had this season, there was five games where you guys, where they were decided by seven points or less. How does Joe Moorhead pick this team up after all those close losses mm-hmm. and on to the next week? I, mean, I think we know. I mean, the whole year we knew that we're not the old Akron. We're, we, we know that what we're capable of, and obviously it shows with a close loss to Indiana. We were in that Kentucky game for three quarters. Um, we know the caliber of team we are, and I think it was just every week it was just we just had to keep trusting the process and keep trusting that we know we can do it. It's coming. The breakthrough will come. And it was just – it was a lot of trust that – because obviously people aren't too happy when – you're on a losing team, but I think we all kept the great mentality of having that trust, the trust in Coach Moorhead, the trust in the new staff, and just that we will get to where we need to be, rather if it's winning small moral victories this year or that lead into next year. Um, we're just we, – we know we're on the right direction, and we know where we need to be, and we know how to get there. We just have to execute. It was so close. Every game I mm-hmm. was like, man, this team played so well. Good, you guys – Almost had Ohio mm-hmm. because we're up fourteen to three in the first half. Speaking of, on on that Indiana game, how did you and Noah pick up Dante after he misses the would be game winning kick mm-hmm. at the end of regulation? You know Dante's got he's our oldest guy in our group. He came from he's over he's from California, so he's he's at Oregon State. He was at JUCO over there. He he's been through these situations before, and I think he's very mature for his age, and he knows how to that okay, I missed that kick. I, I know I still need to bounce back. Like, I know how to overcome it. And I think he did a great job of just picking himself up. Whereas we were there with him through everything. Mm-hmm. And we were telling him, hey, dude, you're, like, you're good, you're good. And he just, like, he, 
he's just it's unreal the mentality he has like he just completely wiped it from his memory like the day after which i thought is a very good skill to have for him is he just oh yeah 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 um yeah i I just i can only imagine that as a kicker you almost have to have that short-term memory oh yeah because you might be going out and kicking the the game-winning kick later on in that game which of course did not happen but just yeah he did a great job of bouncing back and Made a field goal in overtime, and it just showed that he just was able to bounce back and kept us in that game in overtime. Yeah. Um, give me your way too early next season projection. This is before we got all the transfers, before we uh-huh. got all the new freshmen coming in. What do you What do you think Akron Zips football can be in I think one year? We can be to where we want to go, which is obviously a MAC championship. I think it's very possible with we have the an elite coaching staff now. Um, we're all kind of settled in, and I think we just we know where we can go, and we just it's just a matter of executing and just who's going to buy in, and just we know we can get there. It's just, and I think we will get there eventually, but we know what we need to do. Do you guys think maybe a bowl game could be very possible if not next year, or if not next year, the yeah. year after? I think for sure. Like like I said, with all the people we're bringing in, all the coaches, all the like it's, I think we'd have a great chance. We we have the roster. We have the staff. We just have to go execute. What do you think your season goals are for next season? Um, it's kind of tricky to say off the top of my head at the moment because I'm kind of just haven't really thought about football too much since yeah. getting this little break. Um, I would say, as a room, try to get I don't know above seventy five percent on field goals. Um, and just I just want to focus this off season on just getting a little more consistent. Um, I think the re- I mean, the rest of us all have goals. We all know what we want to do. And I, I think they're very reachable goals, but we'll see. I, I think next year is going to be a very exciting year for a lot of people on this team. That's awesome. I, I hope that, that we see more than six, six attempts out of you mm-hmm. next season. I'm hoping that, that Joe Moorhead and special team coordinator, they maybe – it's more of a 50-50 instead of a, a third kind of way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that, that we can see a little bit longer than 38. I want to see longer kicks out of you guys. Yeah. I want to see Joe trust you guys in trying to make that. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, get, you guys have the, the distance in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also it comes with our when I was kicking, um, our starting snapper, holder, kicker, we were all true freshmen. Mm-hmm. So I think it just comes with a little bit of – once he starts to – once we get a little older, mature a little bit, um, I think it will help him start trusting us a little more. Um, but I think there's a lot of growth for us as a room. Obviously, I think I think statistically we're probably one of, if not the youngest special teams room in the country. Mm-hmm. And I, I think just with age, we'll just, we'll just keep getting better and better. And I think the sky is the limit for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, after any losses, do you have any of the – any opponents come up to you and talk to you about – how to be better? Like, well, like well, let's say Indiana, a, a Big Ten school, mm-hmm. they probably have maybe a better kicker at that position. Do you go up to them and do they say anything? It's kind of cool because um, me and uh, Noah, we both have the same kicking coach, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy the amount of connections that we have made throughout the years. Of like half the teams we played, we knew their kicker just from kicking with them at camps in high school, and it's cool because. 
I want to say they give us advice or anything, but it's cool to just reconnect with those guys and just mm-hmm. talk about the game, just talk about just life and stuff. It, it, it's a cool thing that that we're able to be so close with all these other teams' kickers and we're able to, like, talk football with them. Yeah. Um, so after that Kent game, obviously a rival. I want to backtrack to that. Mm-hmm. Did you kind of pick up the kicker that missed that extra point, or was there no was there no – really i mean good game after a wagon we, wheel game i mean we i don't none of us really knew any of them mm-hmm. um we just the the people we didn't didn't really know we kind of just went over there just dabbed them up and just said good luck rest of the year all that yeah. stuff it's not it was only really like lengthy conversations with the people we knew whereas like the kent game it was just a simple uh good game like good, good luck the rest of the season and that's kind of how it was for everybody who we didn't know just little five second exchange just good luck next year yeah the wagon wheel game of course is always really big yeah yeah it was i, I thought it was pretty cool to have it on as a midweek game this year too and a lot of people were 50 50 50 about having it as a midweek game because it's a rivalry game but i think it was like the whole country got to watch national tv and what a game it was too like i feel like that's a game people want to watch on national tv yeah i saw it was 27 to 10 heading into the fourth Mm -hmm. and it didn't feel like that though it felt like akron had an opportunity to come back Mm -hmm. and you guys did you guys came back Mm -hmm. and you guys brought it all the way back it's 31 27 the last little bit of the student section stormed the field i was part of that crowd it was was like there was like 15 of us left in the student section It, it, it was freezing i don't it was yeah, it was crazy. I couldn't. I was shocked at the turnout they you guys even had on yeah. such a cold game. Such a cold it's on a brutal. Wednesday night too. Yeah, like the Wednesday, thirty we, degrees. We, we were very happy with the turnout. Yeah. For that game for sure, and that was just that was maybe my favorite game I've ever been a part of, um, in my football career. Yeah. Well, Owen, thank you for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, make sure you follow us on X at WZIP Sports. Check out our other podcast, SBT Rewind. And tune in every Sunday for Sports Power Talk, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. I've been your host, Dev Lucas.